The stock market continues its route, Plan B capitulates, and President Nayib Bukele of El Salvador continues his efforts to orange pill the world. This and more on today's episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. This is one of those mixed bag kind of days. But aren't you glad you're not invested in anything as volatile as the stock market? With retailers getting absolutely slaughtered, with Target, for example, plunging as much as 25% this afternoon. Well, we'll get into that and a lot more. But first, today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022, and that means it is DCA Wednesday. Are you ready to get your stack on? Real quick, a look at the vital statistics. Right now, at the time of this recording, we are sitting at a block height of 735965 Bitcoin is ringing in at $29,125, or 3,433 sats per cuckbuck. That is down a little bit this week, but actually up from last week when we purchased at $28,850. So Bitcoin's been trying to reclaim that $30,000 range, but it's been pretty much going sideways. Certainly been doing a lot better than the stock market. If you want to trade your shiny metal, or your shiny yellow metal rocks, it will cost you 16 ounces of gold. That's 16 doubloons, 16 one-ounce gold coins of the Shift Heads My Precious Shiny Yellow Metal to buy just one Bitcoin, a full pound of gold to purchase one Bitcoin. Along those lines, with just a week to go, less than a week to go, what, like six days to go, four days to go, till Bitcoin Pizza Day, one Bitcoin will currently purchase you 1,746 Papa John's pizzas. As you know, on Bitcoin Pizza Day, that's we celebrate when Laszlo purchased two Papa John's pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. And boy, have things changed in that amount of time. Oil will currently cost you 374,540 sats per barrel. And if you follow this kind of metric, Bitcoin's current market capitalization is 554.6 billion. That is up a tiny bit from the 549.2 billion last week, but way down from the 756 billion market capitalization three weeks ago. The mempool has cleared up quite a bit. In fact, it was completely clear a day or so ago. Last week, there were 125 blocks pending just to clear the uh, mempool. Currently, there are five blocks for the transactions pending in the mempool. 8,883 transactions to be uh, precise. However, one sat per byte transactions will still clear within a day to guarantee that your sats and that your stack is included in the next in the next block, uh, it's recommending an average fee of 16 sats per byte to guarantee the next block. But um, again, one sat per byte should clear within a day, uh, since we only have five blocks worth of transactions, and uh, unless that goes through the roof, 
um, in the not too distant future, uh, this evening, usually nighttime, the, the blockchain clears up a little bit. So, um, again, don't take your advice from an internet stranger. If you're going to try one sat per byte, it's probably best to, uh, use replace by fee if you're familiar with that. But nonetheless, one sat per byte fees will still clear if you're willing to wait at least a little while. The metric you know I love to follow, the 24-hour transaction rate, uh, is down a tiny bit from last week. Last week, we were 3.04 transactions per second. Right now, the blockchain's humming along at an average of 3.01 transactions per second. Uh, as you know, I like to see it above three transactions per second. Anything below that is kind of anemic. And while the Lightning Network is getting stronger and more popular, and this metric only shows on-chain activity, uh, the majority of activity is still conducted on chain. Anytime you buy Bitcoin and transfer it to your hardware wallet or move it to an exchange to sell it, that's going to be reflected in on-chain activity. So for now, that remains one of my favorite metrics. And I'm not a TA guy, but I think that's uh, an actual that's an actual vital statistic. That's like taking the actual pulse of the blockchain between that and the uh, and the mempool activity. Uh, those are my two favorite statistics for assessing the health of the network. Uh, speaking of the network, network hash rate is up a little bit depending on where you get your stats. The 90-day average is up from 207 to from correction 206 to 207 uh, petahashes, and I'm sorry, that's 207 exahashes. Uh, and last week. Uh, the seven-day average was about the same at 222.19 exahashes, and we're currently sitting at 222.61 exahashes. So the that uh, that minor death spiral FUD that we get every halving or every time Bitcoin has a huge correction has clearly not happened. The minor death spiral theory, in case you haven't been along, around long enough to hear it, the numerous times the media likes to throw it out there, says that as the price of Bitcoin goes down or the mining reward goes down at the halving when the amount of Bitcoin that a miner gets for finding a block gets cut in half at the halving. Uh, either way, the value that a miner gets for finding a block goes down. Well, that means that miners are going to turn off their mining machines, which is going to make it harder to mine, which is going to make it more expensive to mine, which means more miners are going to turn off their machines. And it and it's going to would end up in a theoretical death spiral where eventually you wouldn't even be able to get to the difficulty adjustment because uh, there would be so few miners online, it was gonna it would take you know an infinite amount of, an in, increasingly infinite amount of time to uh, process the blocks that it would take to get to the next difficulty adjustment, and therefore it would vapor lock the the Bitcoin network. Uh, and that uh, last time I heard touted was of course the twenty twenty having. Uh, but then people have been spewing it again about this uh, about this Bitcoin correction. And of course, they spew it every halving. And not once in Bitcoin's history has it actually come true. And in fact, we've seen network hash rate actually increase. Last week, we had just had a difficulty uh, adjustment of... Uh, we had just had a difficulty adjustment increase of 4.9%. And it was looking like we were going to give all of that up with a pending next uh, difficulty adjustment, a decrease of 5%. However, as you know, that metric is fluid and it, the closer we get to um, the difficulty adjustment, the more accurate that number is going to get. And currently we're 886 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, as opposed to almost double that or double that last week. 
And it's still currently looking like a decrease of 1.1%. So not quite the 5% decrease we were looking at, but still a, a decrease nonetheless. And that is because blocks are currently averaging 10 minutes and 6 seconds, this difficulty epic. And that is down from the 10 minutes and 39 seconds it was averaging uh, between blocks when we were looking at a 5% decrease. So 10 minutes and zero, 10 minutes and 6 seconds is, is pretty close to the target. Uh, the, you know, the, the Bitcoin network is, is written to target an average block time of 10 minutes. So 10 minutes and 6 seconds is a little fast, but not too shabby. Blocks were zooming in at 9 minutes and 30 seconds three weeks ago, and that's why we had that big difficulty increase of 4.9%. All right, um, on to the news. As we mentioned, the stock market continues its route with retailers reporting weaker than expected earnings. So much for inflation being caused by price gouging and greedy merchants, eh, Joe? As you remember, we were being, uh, well, they've tried to blame inflation on everything. Well, first they said it didn't exist. Then they said it was great. Now that we all know that inflation is not much fun, uh, they were trying to blame it on greedy merchants just, just simply charging too much, jacking up their prices, increasing their prices, and gouging us for record corporate profits. That seems to be a common mantra for the politician, the political chattering class. However, today we know that's not true because merchants reported that their earnings have fallen so much that Target, for example, lost 25% of its value. Walmart tanked pretty hard yesterday, but has tanked an additional 7% today, so... I know this is not a Bitcoin. This is a Bitcoin podcast, not a stock market rip. But um, aren't you glad you're not invested in Walmart? Because I mean, why would you invest in an asset that that's volatile, right? I mean, twenty five percent drop in one day for Target. I mean, that's unheard of. Who would invest in an asset like that? Bitcoin's price is down for the day, but it's really, like I said, is really just flat after last week's big crash to as low as twenty five thousand. It's been kind of floundering in the twenty nine to thirty thousand range. It peaked above thirty one thousand or tried to claw above thirty one thousand a couple times. Nonetheless, it is down four percent on the day to where we currently find it. Although, as I mentioned, that's actually uh, about where we were last week. As we mentioned last week as well, the so called experts are increasingly advocating DCAing the dip. An economist on one of the more popular podcasts last week was stating that it was best to avoid to it's best to avoid trying to catch the proverbial falling knife, you know, because you never know where the bottom's going to be. But his advice was to start DCAing the dip once Bitcoin was down fifty percent from its all-time high. Obviously, we're down significantly more than fifty percent below its all-time high, and we're DCAing anyway, so um, we're DCAing regardless. Uh, and I think that DCAing is. Uh, going to prove to be the best strategy in the long term anyway, because if you had been trying to, uh, well, if you had been listening to the experts and trying to gauge the top 69,000 was certainly not going to be it. Remember the infamous plan B stock to flow model was calling for 135,000 in December alone uh, with a all-time high potentially dramatically higher than that. And speaking of Plan B, in a reverse from his, quote, hopium tweet last week, Plan B is officially calling a bear market, tweeting, quote, December 2021, I was still hoping for a second leg of the bull market, but in Q1 2022, it became clear that this Bitcoin bull market was over. We entered a bear market since April 2021 peak, parentheses, yes, all-time high was November 2021, close parentheses. Now we are creating a bottom, then a new bull market will start, BTC cycles. 
Uh, he then proceeded to defend that tweet against an onslaught of people saying, in effect, it would have been nice to know this earlier, and blaming him for lots of people getting absolutely wrecked, believing his stock-to-flow cross-set model and his floor model predictions, for example, that 135000 minimum price for December 1st uh, prediction that he made. Uh, and, of course, he replied saying that, hey, nobody forced you to buy anything. And uh, while that is, in fact, true, that is kind of a weak cop-out because I don't think Plan B, and I, I still like Plan B, I think his models are valuable. Uh, all models are valuable. I think someone tweeted uh, all models are wrong, but some of them are valuable. In fact, Plan B might have even tweeted that. But um, it's undeniable the amount of media attention that Plan B got. I mean, he was on every podcast out there, um, per, you know, proclaiming his stock-to-flow model. When his floor model was accurate in August and September of last year, it got people believing that, you know, his floor model was flawless as well. So, yes, correct. Plan B did not tell anyone to invest, but he certainly contributed to the hopium. And uh, hopium and predictions such as Plan B's are obviously taken into account by people when they're deciding whether it's a good time to buy whether you really should be buying at 69000 or waiting for the next bear market, which might not ever come, you know, because well, I don't think Plan B has ever been a... Well, he's definitely never been a super cycle theory believer. He's always believed in the four-year cycle. In fact, that's what his models are based on. But uh, nonetheless, uh, no, he didn't. He's not a financial advisor. He didn't tell you to buy. We didn't tell you to buy. But I can understand why people will be pissed with him coming out and saying, oh yeah, by the way, the bear market started in April. Ha ha. Sorry. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait for the 2024, the 2024 cycle, which fortunately is less than two years away now. I think the next halving is supposed to be in April of 2024. So less than two years away and all the fun gets started all over again. And speaking of Twitter, if you know, I love following Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, who is at TechBalt on Twitter, as in at Technology Baltimore, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And Adam is back with a new episode of his One Bitcoin show, tweeting, quote, the return of his show, he, in tweeting the return of his show, he wrote, BTC opportunity in 2022 destroys 2018. And then he added something else about um, being in motion equals getting rich. But um, the important thing is Adam's back, and this will be his first show in more than a month since uh, his last show was, what, March 31st, just before the Bitcoin 2022 conference, and then he signed off. You know, previously he had been refusing to do a show unless he got donations to do so, a minimum of $100 per show. Of course, his um, This Week in Bitcoin up until that day had been sponsored by the Bitcoin 2022 conference. Maybe he picked up a new sponsor. We'll have to listen and see. But for whatever reason, he's back. He's got a new one point, a new one point, a new one Bitcoin show this afternoon, and I am excited to listen to that and see what Adam has to say, because he is always a voice of clarity, always a voice of reason, and always positive and upbeat. And speaking of positive and upbeat, El Salvador is hosting what? Well, I don't know who coined it, whether it was Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert, but they've certainly been referring to it as the B forty four. You've heard of the G twenty. Well, they are coining this the B44 conference in El Salvador. El Salvador has invited the leaders, the financial leaders from 44 different countries, and they've been meeting in El Salvador to learn about Bitcoin and Bitcoin adoption. Among other things, they're learning how to use the Bitcoin Beach wallet and hearing from people like Chimbera and how Bitcoin Beach got started and learning how to use the Lightning Network. And that is pretty cool. Um, 
with Yahoo Finance, for example, reporting, quote, eight months after becoming the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as an official currency, El Salvador has invited 44 countries to discuss, quote, rollouts and benefits of the cryptocurrency. So, you know, what do we have? Two countries now that have officially adopted Bitcoin, El Salvador being the first, uh, Central African Republic being the second, and now we have 44 countries and uh, some of them looking at the list are highly unlikely to ever uh, adopt Bitcoin, at least not to be the next to adopt Bitcoin. But there's plenty of countries in there that have all kinds of incentive to adopt Bitcoin. And even if just one or two more out of this 44 follow in El Salvador's footsteps, uh, that is pretty exciting news because it doesn't take a whole lot of countries trying to hold that share, their share of that 21 million coins, which don't even all exist yet. Um, to increase Bitcoin scarcity. And, uh, you know, these are all, for the most part, very small countries, and uh, most of them have either weak currencies or no no official currency of their own at all. Like, for example, Central African Republic, you know, is stuck using the CIFA franc, the, um, the French colonial franc for the Central African franc. Uh, El Salvador was using the U.S. dollar, so it had nothing to lose by adopting Bitcoin as as uh, an official currency. And that's where we're going to see it start first. Obviously, it's where we did see it start first. And quite frankly, it's cool that Bitcoin's going to benefit the little guys before the United States and the European nations get their hands on it. Uh, could you imagine if the European Central Bank, for example, had just said, hey, you know, Bitcoin's only got a $540 billion market cap. Let's just buy it all and hoard it. And then, you know, basically, I mean, that could have been an attack on Bitcoin, right? If you buy it all up and then prevent it from moving you know, if the network basically would cease to exist. Fortunately, they can't do that because as every metric out there has shown, the majority of Bitcoin is not moving. It has not moved. It is in the hard, the hardware wallets, the cold storage of long-term hodlers. Uh, and if they're like me, they're never going to sell. So that, that attack vector is hopefully done and over with. And uh, so it's just nice to see the little guys gathering together in a place like El Salvador to learn about how they can um, how they can benefit from Bitcoin. All right. Well, back to why we're here. We're here because today is DCA Wednesday, and that means we're going to add to our DCA stack. And if you don't know what DCA is, DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. For example, this is going to be our 40, 43rd stack. We chose our regular intervals as Wednesdays, and we've been stacking every Wednesday. Our equal portion, we kept it simple. We chose $20. And the reason I chose $20 is primarily because it's a very small amount of money. Most people that listen to this podcast should be able to come up with $20 every Wednesday, $20 once a week um, to stack. Uh, you know, many of you can... can easily come up with more, justify more. That's a decision you have to make. As they say, do your own research. This is not financial advice. Don't take financial advice or investment advice from strangers on the internet. And we're certainly not attempting to persuade you that we have all the answers. But uh, for the purpose of this experiment, we're going to stack $20. And we've been doing so every Wednesday since July 28th. We've stacked 42 times so far. We've stacked a total of $840, including about $19 in fees. And that has scored us 1,811,076 sats. 
So I think we've already proven the hypothesis that stacking even $20 a week eventually adds up to a decent, a decent amount of Bitcoin. Um, that was the other thing you see on Reddit and Twitter all the time is, am I too late? It's uh, not just, am I too late, but I don't, you know, the whole, I don't have very much money. If I only have a hundred dollars, it is even worth investing. Well, I think we've shown you're not too late. And more importantly, even as little as $20 a week adds up over time. All right. So to do today's stack, we're going to stack with the Cash App as always. Cash App is not a sponsor of this show, but we use them because I think they're the easiest way to stack sats. They'll let us automate our DCA. But as you know, I'm a glutton for punishment and I like to manually make my purchase. Uh, You choose whatever app you want. But if you do choose to use the Cash App and you do not already have it, There is a referral code in the show notes, and if you click on that link and sign up for Cash App using that referral code, you'll get $5 free just for signing up. We'll get five bucks too, and that'll help us both out. And, you know, who can turn down free money, right? So the other nice thing about Cash App is I don't keep any money on my Cash App, but because I have a debit card linked to Cash App, they'll let me add money instantly. All I have to do is add cash, enter $20, and it is immediately available for me to do whatever I want with it. In this case, buy Bitcoin. But if you wanted to use it, with it, they'll let you have a debit card. I have a Cash App debit card, for example. Um, and they have some neat perks and neat boosts. For example, almost every week I get a, 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 a perk, a bonus, uh, or a boost. They call it where you get 5% back in Bitcoin up to $5 for dining at any restaurant. And last night I did. I went out to dinner. The tab was 100 bucks. Uh, so I got $5 in Bitcoin just for using my Cash App card, and it was easy. I just transferred money from my regular debit card to my Cash App debit card, gave the debit card, Cash App debit card to the server, and I got some sats just for going to dinner, and I was going to go to dinner anyway. We are not including dips or any bonus sats or anything like that in our stack for the purposes of this show. For the purposes of this show, we are hypotesting the DCA theory. So while I certainly uh, like the idea of buying the dip and I like my sats back bonuses, none of that is included in this study, in this experiment that we're doing. So we're keeping it pure. We're keeping it clean. Uh, I've got a dedicated stack. Uh, It exists only of the $20 DCA purchases we've been making. And currently, as I said, that stack is up to 1,811,076 sats. Today, we're going to increase that. And we're going to do that by tapping the little Bitcoin logo in the bottom right-hand corner of the Cash App, purchasing buy, entering $20, and hitting confirm. And boom, just like that, we've purchased an additional 67,542 sats. That's going to bring that stack up to 1,878,618 sats. And most importantly, or at least as importantly, that is going to lower our dollar cost average I mean, sorry, that is going to lower our average cost basis. As you know, we have purchased, uh, we purchased all the way up. We purchased as expensive as 65969 And well, last week was the lowest we'd ever purchased. And that was not 28961 Today now will be the new lowest we've ever purchased. And we just bought it $28,944.95. That's down a little bit since the show began. So it looks like Bitcoin's trending down again this afternoon. But again, the most important part is that took our average cost basis, which had been uh, $46,381.27 and knocked it down to $45,778.33. That is $602.94 lower than it was before this purchase. 
Last week's purchase had dropped at $647. So the nice thing about dollar cost averaging is we did buy the highs, but we're also buying the lows. So the average cost of the Bitcoin in our stash, uh, while still significantly above the current price of Bitcoin, has trended down dramatically. And, uh, and as long as Bitcoin stays down or, or keeps going lower, that will continue to be the case. And that, uh, that, is, uh, that is certainly nice. Although, when you know, if you go to sell that Bitcoin one day, having a cost basis of forty-five thousand, if you go to sell it for a million, per se, is a insignificant difference. Uh, you're still going to pay a boatload in capital gains taxes under the current rules. That being said, if Bitcoin does hit that magic one million dollar coin mark, what many consider the moon currently, our current stash will be worth eighteen thousand seven hundred and eighty-six dollars and eighteen cents. And that is a heck of a gain, considering we've invested $860 so far on this journey. Hey, if you have been enjoying listening to the show and you would like to support us, there are a number of ways you can do so. I forgot to mention, first of all, the easiest way is to listen to us on a podcasting 2.0 app, such as the Fountain app or Breeze. The neat thing about podcasting 2.0 is you can support us in one or both of two ways. You can set it to stream a certain number of sats per minute that you're listening. You can stream as little as one sat per minute, or you can not stream at all. They also have, you know, a boost button. It's kind of like a tip button. If you are enjoying a particular episode and you want to give us a boost uh, or give us a tip, you can hit the boost button and that'll send us whatever you have configured. I think the default is 500 sats, but you can set it for whatever you feel is appropriate. And it also sends us a message. So if you want to let us know what you think, um, you know, that you can boost you can boost a message to us. And not only will you be giving us a tip, but will it get your feedback? Uh, it is also important, if you want to help us out, to follow us on Twitter and or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, on Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod, at BTC, like Bitcoin, Bulletin Pod, because this is the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. And we do have tipping enabled on Twitter as well. Um, You can support us directly through the anchor.fm support link that's included in the show notes. Depending where you're listening, we're available uh, on Anchor, Spotify, uh, pretty much every one of the major podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, But that anchor.fm support link should, should be in there as well. Uh, You can also support us by using any of the referral links in the show notes. Again, there's that Cash App referral link in the show notes. If you use that, you'll get five bucks for signing up, as we previously mentioned. We also have a referral link for the Strike app. Strike is super handy. Um, One of these days, we'll get more into the Strike app. But if you don't have Strike, Strike is cool because if you want to pay somebody Bitcoin, but you don't want to use your Bitcoin, you don't want to, you want to pay in Bitcoin, you want to encourage Bitcoin, but you don't want to give up part of your stash, Strike will let you spend cash they'll do the dirty work and convert it to Bitcoin and the person you pay will not know the difference. They'll simply get the Bitcoin or the sats um, that you owe them or that you're tipping them. And uh, perhaps as usefully, since you never touched Bitcoin, there's no messy capital gains or tax reporting requirements for you. Uh, all you did was pay someone 10 bucks, for example, or 20 bucks and, and they'll convert it. Either way, use that referral code in the show notes. And speaking of $10, you will get $10 free just for signing up for strike and we'll get 10 bucks free as well. And uh, again, that will help both of us. I have also written several books, including Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs, and that's available at amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com, etc. 
And of course, purchasing any of my books will definitely help us out. And last but not least, there is a Beish32 address in the notes if you would like to contribute Bitcoin on-chain directly to us. If you're watching the video version of this on our YouTube channel, you might notice there's a QR code in the bottom left-hand corner. You can scan that as well. That's our Beish32 address. And you can tip Bitcoin that way. Either way, do not forget to follow us at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. And if you want to email us, our email address is bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com. Don't forget to join us this Wednesday and every Wednesday for our DCA episode. Until then, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.